Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here's what I learned about both these teams. Maybe I didn't learn. We all learned about both these teams after these two games. They both suck. I'm tired of watching it. I need another break. Good thing there's a day off for both of them. They stink, these two teams. Even in a win with the Mets, they drive you up a freaking wall. Oh, my God. What a dreadful display of baseball these last couple of nights. And... Of course, it ends in a split, like we said it likely would before the two-game series, which is a whole other thing. The idea of the two-game uh, two series, I mean, come on. The only good thing for the Yankees about the two-game series is that John Carl Stanton gets to play in the whole series. Wow, look at that. Woo, John Carlo, you made it. You played a whole series. I can't believe it. You actually were in the lineup two straight games, completing a series. Obviously, for game three, a little bit later on tonight, you know, John Carl will be sitting that one out. Can't play three. Two of three, sure. But this should be a best of three. Every single time they play, it should be a best of three, not a two-game series. Takes away a lot of the fun. But the Mets, fortunate to get a win. And for the Yankees, look, I mean, without Aaron Judge in that lineup, without Bader, hopefully they get him back Friday night. Without Bader in that lineup and Judge, they're thin. I mean, look at the Yankees lineup here. What do you expect? And the starting pitching lived up to the hype. It was on point as you had both Cole uh, Cole and Verlander dealing for six innings, respectively. Cole made it look a lot easier. Um, And, you know, at times just looked like the best pitcher in baseball. Verlander labored. Yankees worked the counts, worked the at-bats, but Verlander still was able to get through his six innings, allowing just a one earned run as well. So the pitching lived up to the hype, at least to a certain extent. Obviously, you'd like to see both guys go a little bit deeper in the game. Um, but no, they didn't uh, go deep into the game. The, the six innings, though, were great. And you know, like I said, it's more about you know sloppy play to me than anything else. And you pick something with the Mets, whether it is the seventh inning, which drove me nuts. And, and yeah, okay, great win. Like Steve Cohen said, I think he summed it up. Hey, I'll, I'll take it, but that was, I mean, too many mistakes. You take the win if you're the Mets, but way too many mistakes. See, the Yankees are maybe a byproduct of their division, you know, the the fact that they've been ravaged by injury, and they still have a good record. The Mets do not have a good record, and the Mets are not as injured, not nearly as injured, as the Yankees. Yeah, Alonzo's down, but that should not, you know, destroy this team. And that hasn't been the main factor in what's gone wrong with this team. Anyway, the seventh inning drove me up a wall. It just shows you, I don't understand how this happens with the Mets, why it continues to happen with the Mets, but a team that didn't beat themselves at all last year can't get out of their own way this year. Whether it is bad fielding, making bonehead decisions with a throw from McNeil, where he should have put that ball in his pocket, Vientos not being able to pick it up, Nimmo the night before, whether it is on the base paths, I mean, you name it. The Mets just don't, whether it is allowing IKF to steal home. Oh, my God. They're snoozing. They're sleepwalking through these games. What are they doing? But the seventh inning in particular is where it really irritated me. Because you had the Mets down 3-1. They finally get a little bit of a rally going. You know, a base hit, uh, a couple of base hits. You get a walk. You get the bases loaded. And Brandon Nemo's up. And you trust Brandon Nemo. I do more than anybody right now in that lineup. Nimmo's the one guy who you want up in that spot. He gets hit by the pitch. Okay, 3-2. Now I'm thinking, well, that sucks because now they're going to fall a run short because whoever's coming up next is not going to get the job done. 
But he did. Starling Marte comes up next and gets the job done. Now think about this for a second. And this is not about breaking down the inning. It's about the Mets' miscues, the continual miscues that we've seen from this team. So they actually get a freaking hit. It's hard enough for them to get a hit. You get the bases loaded, and you get that base hit, a two-out base hit. Two outs, bases loaded, down a run. A base hit for Starling Marte. How in the world does the runner not score from second base? This is the major leagues. If you get a base hit with a runner on second base, he should score 99% of the time. You want to say that the runner's slow, the outfielder makes a perfect play, got a bad jump, it happens. But in this particular case, it should never, never have happened. Vientos should have scored. And if your argument is, well, Sal Vientos isn't that fast, then he should have been pinch run for. And if your argument then is, well, who's on the bench is going to pinch run for him, then I'd say, get somebody on the bench that could do something and get rid of Daniel Vogelback. Vientos has to score there. Joey Cora has been Awful this season. Awful. All year long. Sending guys when he shouldn't. Holding guys when he should send them. This was a clear case to me. I don't care who's coming up next. You have the bases loaded. Two outs. Stalling Marte gets a single. Billy McKinney is in left field. Who is not a good outfielder. I don't care how shallow he's playing. Two outs. There's no excuse. You're running instantly. You should get a nice big lead off a second, and you're running on contact. And instead, he holds Vientos up, and Nimmo gets picked off. Because Nimmo's got his head where it should be, thinking, you've got to score. And at the very least, Nimmo's going to get caught in a rundown if they cut that ball off to make sure the go-ahead run scores. Terrible, terrible baseball. A team that can't hit that struggles to score runs, actually gets a hit with the bases loaded, and they're holding a guy at third base. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. And that's just one example. And even, and this is why this team just drives you nuts. And then, this, like I said, with IKF stealing home, just the embarrassment of watching that take place. You know, nobody alert Brooks Raley. And he must have eyes behind his head, right? He can see what's going on. Nobody say anything. Nobody tell him to step off. I mean, come on now. What are we doing here? And people want to talk about IKF and his speed. You know, it's not exactly Ricky Henderson or Vince Coleman going down that line. He didn't really steal that base because of his speed. He stole it because the Mets are asleep at the wheel, as per usual. And then again, even on the walk-off winner, what is Eduardo Escobar doing tagging up on that play? If there's nobody out, sure. Nobody out, you say, you know what? Maybe this thing's going to be caught. I got to make sure I get to third with less than two outs as the winning run. Instead, there's already an out. If the ball is caught, there's two outs. You go halfway. Ball drops, you can walk home. Instead, he's hustled home and barely makes it in. And even in that moment, instead of being happy if you're a Met fan, you're watching that thinking, what the hell? How is this even a close play? What is he doing? So on a night where the Mets get a win, they still show you that they don't know how to play baseball the right way. And I just don't understand it, being that this is a team that is led by an X's and O's in-game tactician, doing the little things, playing a game the right way, fundamentals, all that, respect the game, all that stuff from Buck Showalter. How is it possible that this team, who last year never beat themselves, it's okay to get beat, it is not okay to beat yourselves. And the Mets are doing anything but what they did last year in that regard. They're beating themselves left and right every which way. And the question is, well, why? Is it the players? You know, no, the players are the same guys. It's almost the exact same team that won 101 games last year. I know certain things are different, but mostly in that pitching staff. It's almost the same exact team. All right, you bring up a couple of rookies, sure, but they haven't been the problem. 
So why is this happening? Well, the Buck Showalter-led team, a team that did not beat themselves a year ago, why are they regularly beating themselves this year? The answer to me is that they're soft and have never recovered from what happened in Atlanta last year and are pressing. They clearly are feeling the pressure of this town, of what happened to them a year ago, blowing that division, getting bounced in the first round, maybe feeling the pressure of the highest payroll in the sport. I mean, I don't have the answers because I'm not on the team. But I'm assuming that these are some of the reasons why. Because otherwise, you can't explain it. Good baseball players who played very smart, very well a year ago, are anything but this year. And how could that not be a reflection of the manager? It has to be. And it's a big problem for this team. Because even with a win, and I'm not going to go nuts and get excited about a win. Big deal. All right, so you avoided the two-game sweep. I, It's nice to get a win, sure. But th- that's not the point. The point is moving forward. How does this team get to the postseason? Well, it starts as we ripped, you know, Max Scherzer apart yesterday, which I do think he's the number one culprit. But it starts with playing the game the right way and cleaning up the endless mistakes that they're making. What is going on with this team? They've got to calm down. They've got to relax. Got to start having some fun. I mean, don't get caught up in the hype. Look, we're allowed to talk about it. This is what we do. You can't take this stuff seriously. What we do, you know, critique and yell and scream and overreact and all that stuff. And but that's part of being a fan. That's part of the deal. It seems like they take it too seriously and are putting way too much pressure on themselves. And guess what happens when you play scared or you try not to fail? You fail. Try not to make a mistake. You want to be too perfect. You make mistakes. Just go out there and have some freaking fun, for goodness sake. So for the Yankees, you know, a, a tough loss, but and not the end of the world, obviously, for them. And you missed an opportunity to, you know, really stick it to the Mets and and their fans and win this, you know, sweep this two-game series. But there were some good things that they did. There were some bad things that they did. Ultimately, not enough offense for the Yankees. And ultimately, the bullpen, not good enough. Cordero just didn't have it behind Garrett Cole. You could say that you like to have Garrett Cole go at least another inning there. He did throw 95 pitches. This was the postseason. He probably pitched the seventh. But the Yankee bullpen with Cordero not getting the job done. And the offense not doing nearly enough, which is expected to be the case while Aaron Judge and Harrison Bader are out. What a weird Subway series. A lot happened in those two games. A lot of firsts, a lot of just bizarre moments in these two games. And ultimately, we didn't really learn anything about either team. No blood drawn. Chalk, a split. In a poorly played two-game series. And it didn't feel traditional Subway Series to me. I did not go to either of these games. You know, but uh, they were saying in in moments uh, it felt like a playoff atmosphere. I'm not sure if I ever felt watching that I felt like it was a playoff-like atmosphere. I've seen plenty of Matt Yankee games over the years that did feel that playoff-like atmosphere. This series was not one of them. But nonetheless, Subway Series Part 1 in the books. Mets and Yankees split the first two games of this four-game season series. And now both teams could move on and hope that they could start playing you know, better baseball. After the off day tomorrow, Another, you know, the mutual off day tomorrow, you get the Mets will be taking on the Cardinals. And, you know, you get the Yankees back in action. They'll be taking on the Red Sox up at Fenway Park. Always fun to watch them there. So we look forward to that. But, you know, now you can get back to the focus at hand, which is for the Yankees trying to cut into that division lead by the Rays, trying to get healthier. Get healthy, stay healthy. Right now the Yankees nine games back, nine games over five hundred, 
And for the Mets, it's not even about Atlanta. For the Mets, it's not even about, really, it's not even about the wild card or anybody in front of them at this point. It's about themselves. They need to figure out a way to clean up their horrific brand of baseball because that is exactly what it's been. They have talent. They have potential. They've got all the pieces, or at least the majority of the pieces. They've just got to play a much smarter, much better brand of baseball, and that's on Buck Showalter. Look, Steve Cohen's got to figure out what the issue is, and if he finds out that it is the manager for whatever reason or whatever, he's got to do something about it. Buck Showalter is the manager. He's got to figure out what's wrong with these players and why they're playing so tight and why they're making so many dumb mistakes that no Buck Showalter team should ever be doing. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. I'm glad to see Brandon Nimmo after the game not taking fault for getting picked off a second base there in that seventh inning I was talking about because I was, I mean, truth be told, I'm watching the game in the SOI newsroom. You know, I finished up baseball night in New York and then I hang out there and watch the games usually before I go on again after the Mets post game show on sports night. And I'm sitting there watching the game with everybody. You know, a bunch of producers and everything. Zeal is there, Gary Apple, Jerry Blevins. And as that play unfolded, I lost my mind in the newsroom because I couldn't believe that the Mets did not send Vientos. It was not that Nimmo got picked off a second, which obviously was bad. I couldn't believe they didn't send Vientos. And most of the guys in the newsroom were disagreeing with me, saying, oh, no, that's on Nimmo. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's two outs. The bases are loaded. What the hell are you doing? It is Billy McKinney in left field. What is Cora doing? You have to send him there. Send him. Put the pressure on the defense. Let them make the play. Nimmo was right. And that's exactly what Nimmo said after the game. He said, I was fully expecting us to go there. I know as an outfielder in that situation, you have to make a perfect throw in a pressure spot. It's not easy. So unless it was a one-hop liner to the outfielder, I just knew we'd be going. So I wanted to try and draw a throw to third and trade an out for the run. And Joey Cora held up Vientos. Goodness. Now, luckily, it didn't cost the Mets the game, but it just shows you that They got their heads up their rear ends this year. And they've been doing it all year long. It is extremely frustrating watching this baseball team. And I use that term loosely. Mike is calling from Woodlawn. What's up, Mike? Yo, Sal, what's going on? How are you, Mike? Good, man. First of all, I want to uh, give a shout-out to uh, all the New York City uh, workers, uh, garbagemen, uh, uh, firemen, EMS, uh, all of us, probably 50% of you, 60% of your uh, listeners are, uh, are us. And well, I promise you, if you walk up to us, I promise you and you ask us, they, uh, they will tell you, uh, 
they listen to you and they listen to we all listen to all of you guys. Well, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's uh, you know it's a uh, it's a crazy job out here, but uh, we do it for uh, all of you. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do that, man. I I can't. I don't have the the stomach for it, but uh, God bless you all for doing it. We appreciate it. Yeah, crazy, crazy, cra- crazy job out here, you know. So I took a different job for different reasons, and and people know. People know who I am now, and people know what I do and uh, why I left and what I did. But about that, that doesn't matter. And uh, I want to call in about, you know, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, right? My dad's a Mets fan. And, uh, you know, for the first time in my life, uh, two days ago, I asked my dad, uh, hey, Pop, uh, you want to watch the Yankee and the Mets game tonight? And he literally tells me i don't watch baseball anymore why and I not? Go, what he goes because it's a clown game hmm. he goes they changed the whole game he goes he goes he goes the bases are huge he goes anybody can steal a base he goes it doesn't matter he goes to go vogel back and run down the base and steal because it's so huge <laughs> well, goes, i don't know about that he, not yeah but it, you know he was hypothetically mm-hmm. speaking he he's like he's like he's like he's like I'm I'm into the game. He goes, you know, I'm ready. He's like I'm pumped. You know, we're going in the ninth inning and we're going into the tenth. You know, we're you know we have we're, we're you know we have home. We have you got the runner licks. at second base. We have the last. We have last licks. Um, you know, runners at second base. They win the game. Okay, and then he's like, and then he's like, and then he's like, and then the Mets. He's like, he's and then he's a Mets kid. He's like. And then he's like, he's like, he's like, people are blaming Bucks. He's like, you know what the problem is the Mets? He's like, they bought into themselves in before the season started. They last year, nobody believed into them. He's like, this year, everybody believed in them. And they, and then they bought into that. And when they went to the locker room, they didn't work as hard. They didn't do that. They didn't, they, they didn't play as hard. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's that. I, I don't know if it's that, Mike. And you got to get your dad, if, he's, if he's a big Mets fan, he's got to watch. Okay, okay, what's your point? And I have one more thing. Yeah. And that Nimmo catch the other day that he mm-hmm. said that he shouldn't have done. The you error? know what he should have done? Yeah, where the error, where that that they said that it wasn't an error. Yeah, they called it a you Volpe double. Yeah. yeah, okay. You know where he should have done right there? And anybody, any any center fielder should have done? He should have done the slide in like you're going into second base and he should have right underneath his glove. He should have run into a well, slide. He said, and it. he said, Mike, and, no and, oh, and thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. Of course, we do appreciate what you guys do out there, keeping the streets safe and all that stuff. The Nimmo said the reason why, one of the reasons why he misplayed that ball into a double, although it's got to be an error, was because he thought he was initially going to have to dive for it. And... I guess he got caught in between. He also got caught thinking. You know, stop thinking. Just react. He made a bad play. But you could tell he was frustrated with it. And you could tell it was eating at him. He didn't have a chance to, you know, make amends for it that particular night. But he did make up for it tonight being the hero of the game. Not only with that game winner, but also drawn, you know, getting hit by the pitch, drawing an important walk, getting uh, the Mets to within a run at 3-2. But, yeah, I mean, look. The game is, it is different. I don't think it's as significant as you were making it out to to be, but I do think stolen bases feel easier now. You know, the the issue with the runner at second base, it does. I'm not saying I don't like it, but it does cheapen the game. You know when you go to extra innings, it's kind of, it feels like a shootout in hockey. That's what it feels like to me. It cheapens it a little bit. Linda's calling from Forest Hills. What's up, Linda? Hey, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Linda? Wow. Uh, what a bleep show tonight. Mm. I mean, basically the last two days. Uh, Sal, I agree with you. Viento should have been sent. Uh, what, do you, what did you think of the challenged call um, with, with uh, Nimmo? Nimmo? Yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought he was out. I, 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 don't think I, you, I don't think you could overturn it. I think it was too close to where you can't overturn that call. To me, he it seemed like he got his hand in before the glove maybe, actually got maybe, but it was so close. It was so close that how could you overturn that? In other words, if they would have called him safe on the field, I don't think they could have overturned it. 
But I thought oh, okay. he, I thought he was out, and they said I, I thought they said inconclusive or whatever the term that they use is. Not enough video right. evidence to to overturn it. So I didn't have a problem with that. I had a problem with Cora holding Vientos. It's stupid. Yes, Joey Cora, Absolutely. who got praised a year ago for being one of the best third base coaches in baseball, has been trash this year Absolutely. coaching third base. Well, when they pitch, they don't hit. When they hit, they don't pitch. They're not doing. They're not playing fundamentals well. Uh, so, okay, and there's no excuses point. for that. If they didn't have talent, no. if guys get hurt, whatever, you there is no excuse for not playing the game the right way. They're paid way too much money. They've got a manager that knows what he's doing. It's not Mickey Calloway here. There, there's no excuse. You think he's checked out? No, Buck? No way. No, Buck loves it. He's a lifer. What are you kidding me? The, the last guy I'd worry about is Buck. However, this is a reflection on him. So if I'm him, yes, i got to exactly. figure out a way to get the message through to these guys. I don't know what he's doing behind closed doors, but I know as far as the media goes, he's basically not saying anything. I haven't, I haven't heard him critique that. He may say, hey, you got to look in the mirror. There's it's no not good fire enough. From him. There's no fire from him, and there's no fire from the players. I mean, they. I think the players want it. I think they may want it a little too bad, Linda, and are putting too much pressure on themselves to go out there and get the job done, but... Look, that's no excuse. you, you got to play the game the right way. The, the Mets exactly. are just, they're thinking too much. They're not having fun. its You could see it. No, it, it's a major they're joyless. Problem. They're joyless. Second point, um, in extra innings, Vientos, uh, would you have bunted Vientos to move the runner over to third? Um, No. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't love the sack bunt, and especially with Vientos, a guy like that, who I'm assuming is not a good bunter. I mean, maybe I shouldn't assume that, but uh, I didn't really think much of it. You would have. I would have. I mean, it would have been, it would have been one out. Yeah, but you're giving up. You, you're, you're just giving up an out where instead a base hit wins the game. Right. But, so you have three chances. You know, well, knowing the Mets, they would have held the runner a third. I shouldn't say that. He a base struck out. The game. He struck out, and then I believe. It no, was, but forget the result. Right, forget the result. It's in the moment. So, would you rather have mm-hmm. three chances to get a base hit that likely would win the game, or two chances to get a base hit and one chance to get a sack fly that could win the game? Good point. So, I'd rather Good have point. the three chances to get a base hit. Also, if Good you're point. Vientos, maybe you could get a productive out. Now he didn't. But still, so right. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of bunting there in that spot, Linda. And thank you for the call. I think it's a fair question. I just didn't think much of it. I, hey, just go get a base hit. But I guess the negative side to that would be if you did get a base hit, the way that Joey Core is coaching third base, hold him, hold him up, hold him up. Which, by the way, in that scenario, bottom ten runners placed at second base, Vientos leads off with a base hit. In that scenario, if you hold him, you know, left fielder, let's say he's playing shallow, Vientos rips on a left field. If you hold him there, that's okay because there are no outs. There's a big difference of holding somebody at third base with no outs than with two outs. Two outs and the base is loaded. You're running on contact. How do you not score from second base? This is the major leagues. And yet Cora holds him with Billy McKinney, no less. I don't care how shallow he's playing. Yehuda is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Yehuda? What's up, Sal? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Sal, listen, I have respect for you for a long time. And now I respect my way up. I haven't watched such bad baseball by a team have so many chances and just keep blowing it. I went to the game last night and broke. Man, I'm telling you, the Mets could have easily won that game. He said there was no playoff live, but when Kranos came in in the eighth inning, come on, he didn't steal that playoff. They just voted one man out. Come on, Sal. Yeah, I mean, they got to be able to, uh, to at least score a run and tie the game up, but you credit Clay Holmes, did a nice job, and the Mets' offense obviously just didn't get it going, uh, in particular, Francisco Lindor. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I thought the Yankees tortured me sometimes. I don't know how you do it, though. Well, no. The Met Met fan is the most tortured fan in sports. Not just baseball. In sports. So, it's it's not... One of the Falcons? What's that? 
More than the Falcons? Yeah, I mean, the Falcons are relevant. So, you're, you're, I mean, you're asking me personally. <laughs> Look, truth be told, I'm 43 years old. I've gone through things in my life that make sports so irrelevant. It, it doesn't matter oh, to me right. the way that it used to. So you have to keep it in perspective. Now, I say that as a 43-year-old adult. When I was 15, 20, 30 even, it was not the same thing. Now, I've actually grown up a little bit and realized that it's not the end of the world. So I don't care about the Falcons the way that I used to. I don't even care necessarily about the Mets as much as I used to. And I'll tell you, what drives me nuts is not even the result of these games, although obviously that's a part of it. Like, you're a fan. It's always going to be a part of it. What drives me nuts more than anything is poorly played baseball. And that's something I have zero tolerance for. I'm not wasting my time watching a team kick the ball around, make stupid decisions on the base paths. I can't do it. Time, Life is too valuable. Time is too precious. So that is something that I find unacceptable. And that's something that the Mets do regularly, and it drives me up a wall. But, yeah, the Mets have tortured their fan base for years. You know why, Yehuda, more so than any other team? Because they've been good enough. They've been just good enough at times, but never good enough to win it all. That's the thing. They show you signs. They make some good decisions. Ultimately, they fall short. Even when they lose, they you know, or even when they win, they figure out a way to torture you somehow. Yeah, like tonight, you got to win. Right. But that's half of the seventh, half of the seventh inning. I would have had a heart attack if I'm a Mets fan. Right. I'm sitting in my room laughing. How do you have Matt Frick in second? The guy strikes the batter out. Then a ground ball. The inning is over. Right? He yeah. just throws tosses the ball. He should have never thrown that ball to first. Now, you're a Yankee fan? Thrown that. Yeah. Uh, how did this one feel for you? I honestly, I felt I was watching with the Mets fans. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you guys have this one. Because, listen, the nine games behind still, whatever. It would have been nice to get the win today because Baltimore lost. Mm. So it would have been nice to uh, get another win ahead of them. They don't lose much either. But at the end of that, I was like, you know what? The, did you watch the Sunday night game against Boston? Yes. Brutal. So it felt it had it had the same feeling, you know. We got lucky with the with the the ball hit the bat the bat the second bag. We got two runs, right? We I got think, the lead. I think that Sunday night loss was worse for the Yankees losing a series to the Red Sox. Right, like but that. it was. But I was like, you know what? We don't. We I was when I watched the game. I was like, no, we don't deserve to win this game. We got lucky on the two runs. We couldn't capitalize. The bullpen couldn't win. I was like, you know what? You don't deserve to lose. This. You don't deserve to win such a game. You don't deserve it. No, I get it. It's you know, uh, the the Yankees right now, and, and thank you for the call, Yehuda. The Yankees right now are not very good. Well, they've got a great bullpen. They've got big pieces coming back, hopefully soon. The, the bigger concern, too, is that while Bader may be nearing a return, and we saw this last time, uh, you know, about six weeks ago when Bader came back and then Judge followed, but Bader will make a a difference in a positive way. You're seeing maybe LeMay, you pick it up a little bit. Volpe showing some signs, I guess. You know, you, you, it's been, you know, Volpe shows some signs and then goes back and regresses again. But we'll see if he could stick this one out here. LeMay, you having a, a positive impact. IKF, Yankee fans falling in love with IKF all of a sudden this year. They like him in this role. So there are some positives, even with the way the Yankees have played here. But remember, they're coming off of losing after that great series against the Dodgers. The Yankees have now they come off a, a, a losing homestand, losing four of six to the White Sox and the Red Sox, and now splitting a series with the Mets, who can't get out of their own way. The Yankees got to start picking it up here and prove that they can play somewhat decent baseball without Aaron Judge. Jason is calling from Crystal Springs, New Jersey. What's up, Jason? What's going on, my man? How are you, Jason? Oh, my God. I have to say that I'm going to give you compliments right now because if I had your job, my blood pressure is already high. Hmm. You guys work so freaking hard to keep up on every game, and it's ridiculous how much homework goes into what you guys do. It's crazy. Well, it really is crazy. I mean, it's, it's not – see, for me – and I appreciate that, Jason – for me, it's but that ne- wasn't my point. Oh, so no, please don't hang no, up. No, no, I won't. Okay. I won't. You get plenty of time. I. It's not uh, homework. It's not a job. It's something I'd be doing anyway, right? So my whole life, I watch these sports. I wanted to be able to talk about it. So I look at it as a privilege yeah. that we're able to get to react to these games. Now I will say, when the team plays poorly, 
you know, like the Mets or when the Yankees are struggling, it makes it a lot less fun when you watch. Or the Jets and Giants for the last several years, part right. of last year, you know, watching those games, that's not fun. That sucks. Right. But anyway, I do appreciate it. Now go ahead, Jason. Um, so my point, so I'm a huge baseball guy. I know the game upside down. Mm-hmm. There was nowhere for, for, for that, the hit that scored the runner. Like, you, you're obviously playing it in in case of a single. You want to throw them out from second. So, it's really, that's just baseball, man. You can't always pick it right. So What are we talking about here? Ball, we're, ta- we're talking about which... We're talking about, we're talking about the Mets-Yankees game tonight and how they scored the last run. Okay. Right, with Eduardo Escobar you talking you about? You can't play him deep, right? Because he could have probably caught that ball. We see people go over the wall. He probably could have caught that ball. And he would have been stuck on third because he would have right, up. Right, he would have been at but third with two outs, in. right. But we played him in because we don't want him to score on a single. Right, so what's the and better strategy that's there? I baseball, mean, man. All right. I, You're I, right. It, well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a coin toss. So I can't blame Boom. It's just baseball. That's why I love the game. You can't make this stuff up. You know? No, and you're also figuring that there's still a chance – that you could catch that ball, you know, if there's enough uh, uh, air under it, whatever he it may be. He could have caught that. If he played his regular deep position. No, but I'm saying even if you bring him in, it. even if you bring him in a little bit, it takes a lot to, you know, that was a shot. Nimmo hit the ball hard. He hit it off the wall. I mean, yes, you're, you're, you're right. Yes, if you were playing did. normal position or playing a little bit deeper, Maybe he, he makes that it. right. Maybe he makes that catch. And, okay, and they goes the third. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to second guess the Yankees on that. I, I give credit to Nimmo um, more so than anything else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a good hit. But um, what I'm saying is that ball would have probably been caught, mm-hmm. and he would have tagged and went to third, and the game would have still went on. Right, two but outs, man on third. But we had to move him. There was two outs. No, no, I'm saying there would have been two outs, man, on third if, right. he, if he was playing back right. and caught the ball. And then the game goes on. Right. But because we brought him in, which I don't – this is why I love baseball. Like, people get so angry over stupid well, things. Like, well, let's say, let's say, though, Jason, it's the other way around, right? Let's say the Yankees okay. play – let's say they play him back. Because you can't just go right. off of the results. I always say that the decision should not be decided whether it's a good one or a bad one based off the yeah, result because the result may be right same, so same so let's concept. say he's playing back right because you say well if he were right. back he would have caught the ball let's say he's playing back and Nimmo rips a base hit through the hole then what then you would have been saying oh if he were playing in and I'm not saying you I'm saying in general the people well if he were playing right. in he would have had a chance to throw him out at home and instead because you were playing deep why I don't know he scores wow, easily this is why I love the game of baseball right I mean, we can't just keep pointing fingers at Boone. Or I, I even, I'm a, a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. I love Buck. I, I don't point fingers. Like, listen, man, this is why we watch it. It's entertainment. And sometimes you just, it's, it's like going to the casino. It's a flip mm. of the coin. Right. You don't know. If you play him back, the guy catches the ball. And he, then he, the other guy, he's going to tag up, go to third. We're still alive. I do move them in just in case he got a base hit, and he didn't. He ripped it. So Nimmo, all the props to him. Right, and I do love. You're right, Jason. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. I do love the strategy of the game. Baseball's always been my favorite sport. Loved it. Watching it as a as a young kid was obsessed with it, and you know loved it in little league and all that stuff and playing. You know as you grow up a little bit. Uh, I love it. Baseball is my favorite sport. Now, I, I love I, – I, I used to love the 90s Knicks. I love the NFL and NFL Sundays. Love it all. Rangers, all that stuff. But baseball, to me, will always be the sport I feel closest to and have that connection with. And, you know, especially dating back to the, my childhood with baseball cards or all those guys from the 80s just around the league, whether it's – it could be anyway. It doesn't have to just be Matt or even a Yankee. Will Clark or Kirby Puckett or Bo Jackson, Tony Gwynn, Mike Schmidt, George Brett, all these guys that I loved. I mean, I was really into it uh, across the sport. And one of the big reasons is your your the point that you make, the strategy behind it. 
And maybe there's less of that nowadays, you know, certainly with the DH in the National League and the way that these pitchers come out of games so early now. And it has been for a while, but still, I love the game of baseball. And that's a spot where I wasn't even thinking twice about, well, you know, the Yankees could have the outfielder playing deeper and he would have caught the ball. Yeah, maybe. But you have to understand why they're in there. Because on a base hit, you want to be able to have a chance to still throw them out. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Yanks and Mets. Subway Series Game 2 goes to the Mets, even with their sloppy play. So the series is split. At least the first two-game series play again. When is that uh, next series? Is it August or is it late July? Oh, no, it's late July. July 25th, I think it is. Play again late July out at the stadium. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I took her out. It was a Friday night. I walk alone. Get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants. But then I turned on the TV, and that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23, and I saw more of these my TV shows. What the hell is ADD? Sal Connor back on the band. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports, the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use promo code JERSEYFAN to score up to 250 bucks with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they will match your first bet up to 250 bucks with promo code JERSEYFAN. Simply visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions or download the Superbook New Jersey app in the App Store. Enter the promo code JERSEYFAN and you'll get 250 bucks courtesy of Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. We're talking Subway Series. Met somehow, even though they make about 10 mental mistakes, figure out a way to still beat the Yankees and salvage a split of the first Subway Series this year. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. What's going on? How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. Um, Please won't let me talk about New Jersey Housewives. Oh, did you see it? Yeah, but he don't, he don't want to be talking about it. I guess he's a, he's a I just, reality show hater. I just, well, Fleeks yeah. doesn't know the show, so he doesn't care uh, if you talk about it. Like, like, did you talk sports? Did, I don't want to talk sports. No, that's a, well, you have to talk sports at some point. Did you watch, uh, so I did watch that reunion show today, and yeah. I'll tell you, the, the more I watch it, the more I know Louie is the problem. Yeah, in a way, but I don't know, man. Like I told you, I know you're a big Melissa and Joe fan, but Melissa, she's just annoying. Like, let the, when the brothers sit there talking, she always got to say something. Like, I was like, yo, my wife's in there, yo, shut up and listen. Why you always got to get No, I love Melissa. I, matter much. of fact, I like everybody except for Teresa and Louie. They drive me nuts. Louis a little asshole with it, but that Bo Deedle thing was false. I hear Bo Deedle on different radio stations in the morning. He, it's not he, false. He said, he said he's not doing it. He said that's not true. Of he's course doing- he's going to say it. He's lying. He said he does have confidentiality, but who was investigating? But he said it's not true. Yeah. So I don't know. Whoever with that. Only thing I give to Melissa is she got the best no job on the show. Oh. And I told you my, my top three, best no job to worst. I think Melissa got the best one because if you look at her nose before, it's not that good. And her nose now is pretty good. And Jennifer, eh, she's like middle of the ground. She, you know, and then Rachel got the worst. I'm sorry, Fuda. She had the worst one. Fuda's the man, though. I like the way he took He's on Louie. Yeah, I like the way he took on Louis head to Look, I like the show. And I'll tell you this, as much as I love Vanderpump Rules and I was into it, uh, I yeah. think I think the Jersey uh, Housewives finale or, or the reunion was better than Vanderpump. Oh, and let me mention something about the Vanderpump. And I do want to mention really quick with the Mets, if you don't mind. I will. Yeah, no, you got to get to the Mets. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Well, real fast. That Sandoval guy, piece of crap guy. What a dirtbag he is. I only watched the reunion, but he's trash. But yes, with the Mets, um, <laughs> I watched minimal of these two. I've been checked out. This team is really bad. They're both really bad, man. But I was happy they at least split it because, though, Yankee fans lose their mind Tuesday night like they won the World Series. They love beating the Mets. I don't know why. And we talk about this all the time. Oh, they you know so why? Fans why like fans like you. That's why. Yankee fans want to stick it yeah, to you. But, 
I, I get that, but I didn't, I, didn't, I was happy. I was listening on the road tonight on the work. And, you know, and I, I was happy when they won it. I was like, yeah, good. But I'm not over there on Twitter and losing their mind like that. And you have these, uh, the creatures over there taking over our outfield, talking crap to our fans. Like, you know, take that to your house. You know, don't come to our house. And the whole thing is so stupid. It's so, our house. it's so, shoes it's so childish. It's so, I, I don't, I didn't even see. It's so childish. And thank you for the call, Chris. It's so childish, the whole thing from both sides, like the trash talk back and forth. Oh, my God. The bleacher creatures, the seven line, whatever. Like, root for your team. Go ahead, Fleegs. What do you got? What's the difference with what? I didn't see this thing. I heard about it. Was there an issue with the bleacher creatures in the seven line? Not that I heard about. Like I, I, I even know Keith was saying the Mets fans to him and uh, one other Yankee fan called about going to City Field for the first time, said they were very welcoming. Oh, uh, Interesting. I mean, why would they be but, welcoming? I mean, it's, listen, it's possible. With those two groups, you have big groups of people that are, you know, kind of like the most animated of right. both fan bases. So I could see someone from one of those two groups getting into it. But it doesn't reflect them on the whole. It's, you know, one out of right. each group has hundreds of people. Right. And even the group of hundreds of people does not represent the majority. This is the minority here of fans that lose their bleep. Over this stuff, like, guys, I, I get it. And it's fun to talk trash, whether it's family members, whether it's friends, whatever, whether, whether it's on the station. But I do think that it's taken way, way too seriously. And, you know, there is one general difference between the fan bases. Again, not everybody, but uh, you notice it, I think, and I think you'll agree with this. The Mets fan will easily admit that they hate the Yankees. Mm-hmm. They don't want to lose to the Yankees. What agitates a lot of Mets fans and some are more sensitive, and so they really go nuts when this happens, is the Yankee fan, a lot of them, has pretended forever that they don't care if they lose to the Mets. Which is and then they rub BS. it in when they win. And we listen, we just in general, if you're a fan of a team, you don't like when they lose, period. Right, right. It doesn't matter who they lose to. Now, obviously, it hurts a little bit more with the... You know, interstate rival, but there's fine. no such thing as a win that doesn't, or a loss that doesn't bother you at all. And that's kind of what the Yankee fan will tell the Mets fan if the Mets win, and the Mets fan knows it's you know, it, listen, it's a little brother being told by big brother, you know, whatever you did didn't matter. And then when that happens, little brother goes nuts. See, the disrespect is where I have a problem with it. The little little brother stuff, like I get it based on the Yankees' history, sure. But if you're a Mets fan, you don't look at yourself I know I don't look at myself as less than where you, you the team is what you root for it's not like I, I do think that there's as we welcome in Marco Belletti to the conversation new dad Marco Belletti congratulations thank you sir you getting more sleep or less sleep <laughs> or, uh, you uh, don't sleep anyway on, on the overnights this is true but I usually get like a couple of quick little naps hurting last couple of days how's so this going man I mean it's three it's crazy it's nuts but it's God, you know it's good it's fun I can't even imagine How's get, your wife doing? She's great, so everything's good. You know, everybody's healthy. That's obviously the first part. Right. That's only three weeks. Uh, talk to me in a couple months. I mean, you know the deal. In the first beginning part, I mean, you could do anything for a few weeks. You know, let's see how long it takes before I crash. It's such a blur to me that I don't remember. It's been a couple years now, and it just it feels like one long day. You but- know, I will say this, and the doctor has the so now I got three. So mm-hmm. I my oldest is nine, my daughter's three, and now I got three week old. And the second time, and then this time, the you've been through this. I'm like, let's go over this again. Yeah. You think I remember last week? You think I'm going to remember three years ago or nine years ago? I have no friggin' idea what the hell I did. Oh, it was about man. survival. It got through the day. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. See, I think that's how I felt at first. It was survive. Yeah. I, I didn't know what was going on. You learn. Now you feel like you're a little bit more equipped to handle something, uh, you know, another one. But I, there's no chance. We, we don't. It's not happening. So we're shutting that one down. But three for you. My goodness. Yeah, you happy to be back to work? Yeah. No, I definitely needed to get, get out, out a little house. bit. Yeah, now, yeah, how's yeah, your yeah. wife going to handle all this? Um, uh, I don't know. Okay. I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I, know I, I don't know. That's a you problem. Well, no, I mean, like, this is the first night because I've been back to work, but I've been doing the afternoon shift. Right. So this is the first night that I've been back. What, in the week that I've been back? Right, after, so you were home at night. I was home for two weeks. And then I've been back to work for a week, but I've been doing afternoons. So, so this is the home. So yeah, I'd be home at night. I got home at you know nine thirty, ten o'clock, whatever it was. So I was there. Now this is the first night I'm not there. Now the good news is, was it three o'clock? Yeah, I haven't gotten a text yet. That's good news. Oh, 
It's good news. Well, what would the text do anyway? The text would not do anything other than the fact of her letting me know this is a total cluster. Oh, I haven't dude. gotten that text. I got this. So that's uh, a positive. Yesterday, I was doing the morning show for with Jerry and for Boomer and Geo. And afterward, you know, I still had to go to SNY, so I'm hanging in the city basically all day. And mm-hmm. I'm getting calls and texts mm-hmm. left and right. The dog is sick. He's mm-hmm. going to the bathroom all over the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to clean this up. I've mm-hmm. had it. I can't do this by myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like... What do you want me to do? I'm working. Oh, yeah. Like, if you get a text right now from your wife, it's just going to be venting, basically. Oh, yeah. No, that's basically what it is. I think she's well aware that it's not like I'm going to be able to come home. Yeah. And not for nothing, I think she's also going to give me a little bit of a pass. This is the first night for her with the three kids, and this is going to be a mess. However, I will say I did I did take a bullet the last couple of days. My wife came down with a stomach virus for, like, mm-hmm. two days. That's not good. No. And I was working. So I haven't slept basically minus the twenty minutes here and there. Yeah. When you know when the kid sleeps. Yeah. For two days. Oh man. So I think I get a little bit of a reprieve. Like I I just I took one for the team the last few days. Now what are you going to do when you go home? You'll get home at what time? You leave here at four. I uh, leave here after the four o'clock. Okay. So I'll get home around five ish. Um, and <laughs> sleep? Or are you going right to work? The normal. I mean, like daddy. Work. The normal routine before the third child was an hour and a half nap before my son has to get up to go to school right well, now we'll see it might, wouldn't shock me if i walk in and it's you've got this feeding i'm taking a two-hour nap wouldn't shock me. i, I have mean no but idea. dude you gotta sleep at some point yeah but here's you the both thing do. here's the thing i will i can't imagine my normal nap from like 10 to 2 before i have to pick up my i now i gotta say oldest right it's weird for me you know, my, I used to say my son. Now I can't say that anymore because I got two of them. Plus, also people have said, how's Matthew? And my first response has been, who? Yeah. So I, I got to get, you know, <laughs> the brain hasn't clicked yet. So my 10 to 2 nap, I figure one's at school. The other one's going to be in the other. Like, mine is him crying, which you know it only happens for like, what, five minutes? Once you put the bottle in his mouth, he's all right. Yeah, the pacifier is God's greatest right. creation. So like... Minus the crying that made me wakes me up, I might actually get four hours today. Wow, it's a lot for that you. That would be a miracle. And be double what you've had the last couple of days, at least, right? So I might be okay tomorrow. Now, do you? I know you're a big Yankee fan. Do you? Uh, you know, you care about this Subway Series. You hate losing to the Mets. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, what this idea that like, oh, it doesn't matter. Nonsense. Everything matters. But and do you I, hate the Mets extra uh, more so than another team? Yeah, not quite like the Red Sox, but yeah. And it's basically look. You don't, for me, you know, it's that that Jeter line where it's just the Mets. It's just the Mets when the Yankees beat the Mets. Then it's just the Mets. Then I don't care. Then it's a throwaway. I'm not the guy to gloat. I don't care about your misery. I care about my happiness. So it's okay Hmm. as long as the Yankees win. It's when the Yankees lose to the Mets. That bothers me. Now, any Yankee fan that says it doesn't, you're lying to yourself. That is true because they want to make themselves feel better. I'm just, you, you touched on something there. I like that phrase. You care about your happiness. Not others' misery. Which is why I'm not the biggest trash talker in the world. Right. For me, I don't know. I think I might be the opposite. There are a lot of people that are. Here's the thing. I want others to feel the pain that I felt. When it comes to sports, I'm talking about. Yeah. See, here's the thing. and and Like the Heat, for example. I wanted those fans to feel that losing that series to the Celtics. Look, there's a lot of hatred in me. So, yes. But at the same time, (laughs) there's also a lack of care. I don't care about you. That is true. So, like, that's part of it. That right. I, I, I care about me. Yeah, I'm not concerned with you and how you feel. Like, I, I go home, I don't think about you. I think about me. Don't don't you think it's overblown what the fan base is, though? And I do think part of the reason why we hate losing, like, Met fans hate losing to the Yankees. Yankee fans hate losing to the Mets, even though they may not admit it. A big part of it is because we deal with each other regularly. 100%. That's it, right? That's the like, reason. The, the Mets lose to the Braves. It ticks me off. After the series, it's on. That's it. We move on. Right. With the Yankees, they're right in your face that's all the time. That's exactly what it is. And that's the same thing for the Mets. That's why every Yankee fan, if they again, if they say it, they're full of it. That's why you don't like losing to the Mets. Because there is a no-win situation with the Yankee fan. You're expected to beat the Mets. Right. And when you don't, you never hear the end it's of ha, it. ha, ha, ha. You lost to the Mets. Right. And, and the idea of gloating when you win doesn't help because and, you're supposed to win. And even for the Mets, I, I was saying this the other day to Todd Zeal, it's lose-lose. And you would say, well, how's that for the Mets? Because even when they win, it's still, you're never going to be as good as the Yankees. Like, yeah, big deal. You could just And, the, and their fans will tell you, well, it, do, the, it doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't it's matter. It's both. You're, look, you're look 100% at, right. Look at the champ. So it's lose-lose for both? Both, yeah. 
which it is, is why it drives us nuts. But again, and yeah. here's the thing, because Marco is a great Yankees fan, we respect him. A lot of Mets fans, like there are Mets fans that will admit in general, they care more about the Yankees losing than the Mets winning right. at times. A lot that's of even if they're like not right. playing head to head. Like that's the kind of Mets fan, as a Mets fan, that makes me sick. They're embarrassing. But as awful <laughs> as that ta- as that opinion is and living that way is, they'll admit it. They're proud of it maybe when they shouldn't be, but they'll admit it. What we're saying, and Marco, you're right, is the Yankee fan pretends that losing to the Mets doesn't get under their skin. Every Yankee fan will wake up tomorrow or later today, and when it you know gets in their head and they remember that the Yankees lost a walk-off to the Mets last night and the sweep was right there and they couldn't finish it, they're going to be annoyed. It is funny how that does work, though. It, it bothers both fan bases a, a lot, which makes the Subway Series special always, even mm-hmm. at this point in it. When you started in 1997, here we are in 2023. But it's a lose-lose for both. Which is part of the reason why we keep talking about, like, you know, the dream of having the Subway Series again in the World Series. It sucked. I mean, it was great because the Yankees won for me, but it sucked because there's so much garbage that comes with it that it's not as enjoyable as just a World Series where you get a chance to win. It's not the same because there's different pressures that come with this. And I always said at that time, as a fan, and now remember too, you know, my age was a factor in this. It was the first time, you know, like that year I went to like, let's say over 50 games on my own. I just started driving a few years before. So I was really in my prime as a fan. Mm -hmm. I always felt that I got robbed of experiencing a World Series. Fair. Because it was not a World Series. It was a Subway Series. Mets versus Mariners is the World Series. Your Mm -hmm. team's on the national spotlight. You're taking on the Mariners. It's a World Series. When the Yankees make it as well, it's not about the Mets anymore. It's about both teams. Which is why I've been saying for years, especially last year because it kept coming up. Right. I didn't want a Subway Series. I was with you. Not to mention that even if the Mets win the Subway Series, so what? Now it's, it's like, like we're saying for it's still lose lose for both teams. Right. If they meet in the World Series, I mean, obviously you're happier if you win. But in the context we're talking about it, it's lose lose because if the Mets win, the Yankees fan will say, "Well, you know, they have all the championships more. Plus, they've already beat the Mets. So even then, right. it's just a tie head to head." It's, right, it's no, lose, I, got, I get it, and that's why, again, when you go back to 2000, that was the Yankee fan, as much as you can say it. That was the Mets it, shot. It was the idea that you're a dynasty, you're in the middle of a roll, you're winning three in a row, and it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. All of it would have been erased right. if they didn't beat the and Mets. And, like, we've seen that. Yankees-Red Sox, the rivalry is dead. Why? Because the Red Sox got theirs, yes. and they got it against the Yankees. It's over. There's no. It's gone. Right. The, Reds, the Red Sox fan, the Yankees can win 10 championships in a row. The Red Sox fan's never going to care again because they got theirs against the Yankees and then they rattled off a few more. Coming back down 0-3 and winning their own, the Mets had their shot. Mm-hmm. Had the Mets won in 2000, there's nothing the Yankee fan could have ever said You would have again. killed the dynasty. It would have never happened. And again, the Yankees could have won about it, it three after that. The Mets fan would say, we don't care. Just, listen, the Giants fans care about the Patriots dynasty and that's no. not even a rivalry. Right. No, because they got theirs. They beat them. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's really the truth. Again, 96, 98, 99, even if the, you know, Mariano finishes it off in 01, the Yankees actually beat the, the Marlins where they should have. It. All of that could have happened. 04 never happens. The Yankees win that one too. If they didn't win 2000, all of it would have been for naught. Oh. And that's that's hard to swallow, which is why, again, it didn't happen. But it's that's why I don't want to see this stuff because it's not worth the agita. Sports is supposed to be fun. It's not fun, though. It's, it's a That's lot of prejudice. I know. That's the problem. So what are we doing? If we're not enjoying it, then what are we doing? That's part of the point where I'm saying, like, people take this way too seriously, whether it's on social media. And I'm not saying, uh, like, like 15-year-old Sal would kick 43-year-old Sal's ass for even saying that. Why do you take this so seriously? Like, I understand we love it, and it's a big part of our lives, and it's a nice escape. But there are lines that are crossed now on a regular basis, and we see it in stadiums. I see it all the time. It's certainly on social media. Like, it goes way too far. And it's been, it's taken personally. Like, just because the Yankees are the, are the superior team does not mean that I, as a Met fan, am inferior. Well, forget even the Yankees Met. How many people in Atlanta think they're better than you because the Braves are a better team than the Mets. Right, and then they take it even further, I guess, and could say, like, their city is better or whatever. I don't know what the point is. But, like, yeah, those guys last year, oh, well, because the Mets lost. They're still doing it a year later. Right, they think that they're better because the Braves won. 
the reality is the Braves are better than the Mets. The Yankees are better than the Mets. Yankee fans or Braves fans aren't better than Mets fans. It's, they've had I don't more. know. I think I want a better chair. <laughs> I think I need something in the studio. I think I need to be, you know, risen up a little bit higher than Sal. I think, because I think you're the Yankee fan. Well, yeah, I'm the only one in the room here. I mean, I realize Fleeks is not actually technically in the room, but still. Well, out of the three of us on this microphone. My chair also goes up and down. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if this one does or not. I feel like I should Craig get like a, a good one. Yeah. Where's that LeBron chair? Uh, I want the King chair now. Right. I mean, as sports fans, most of us are losers. Most of us. But I guess if you're a Yankees-Giants fan... I'm not a loser! Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> in, in this regard. <laughs> Four uh, hours of sleep. How many diapers did you change this week? <laughs> there you go. In, in this uh, regard only. Four hours of sleep if it's a miracle, please. <laughs> Welcome back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.